well, uh, first of all, I would like to uh, thank uh, LSE for organizing this uh, possibility and organizing this uh, lecture. And the topic of uh, uh, today's uh, presentation is uh, about how uh, Latvia dealt with the economic and financial crisis, which started in uh, 2008, and what are the lessons we can uh, learn from this uh, uh, Latvian experience. Okay, so uh, here we see um, what was uh, happening in uh, Latvian economy since uh, regaining the independence. We see uh, initial years 91-93 after the collapse of uh, Soviet Union and uh, uh, move from socialism to uh, capitalism, which was of course a huge change of economic model, huge crisis. Uh, major uh, recession and uh, since then we had had a couple of other crises like banking crisis of 95 effects from the 1998 Russian crisis which we felt in 1999 but uh, then since then we enjoyed a period of uh, rapid economic uh, growth after EU accession this economic growth even accelerated reached uh, double digits Apparently, there was too much uh, optimism about uh, how Latvia's economy is performing. Uh, many people apparently were thinking now it's going to be eternal growth. With joining the EU, all our troubles are behind us. And then in 2008, the uh, crisis uh, started, and in fact, Latvia was worst affected uh, by the economic uh, crisis out of EU uh, 27 in uh, 2009. We had 18% uh, recession. Well, this year we expect to be around uh, zero. 2008, it was uh, uh, close to 5% recession, and uh, this year we expect 3.3% uh, 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 economic growth. So how did we uh, get there? Uh, of course, we had this uh, period of very uh, good economic uh, growth, but also what we saw uh, during this period, 2004-2007, that large imbalances were also building up in uh, uh, economics. Uh, uh, inflation reached uh, double digits in 2007. Current account deficit in 2006-2007, we had more than 20% current account deficit and kind of conventional, uh, conventional wisdom goes that if you have current account deficit above 5% of GDP, you, have, you should start to worry. So we had uh, about 20% uh, of GDP and didn't worry. Uh, budget expenditure we see in four years' time, it's doubled from 2004 to 2007. Credits of commercial banks to economy, it's uh, increased four times in four years' time. So uh, really we saw uh, also wage growth, uh, as we see, 20-30% uh, per year. Of course, that's nominal growth, real growth given the high inflation was lower, but still so very rapid uh, uh, wage growth, which also uh, ex exceeded quite significantly productivity growth. So, uh, and
and it all ended up not so not so not no, not so positive note after this very large uh, economic uh, growth we had been enjoying as i already mentioned 18% recession in 2009 if you look at uh, what's happening now on a quarter and quarter basis we returned to economic growth already on the first quarter of last year on annual growth, uh, we returned to economic growth in the third quarter of uh, last year, and as I said, expect to be around zero last year and 3% growth next year. Uh, one of the immediate issues uh, was to really ensure sufficient resources in a state treasury, because uh, really in spring, uh, 2009, there were lots of discussions. Uh, will Latvia will be next Iceland? We will go to bankruptcy. Will, will we default? And uh, uh, that's what we saw. That also our treasury reserves were diminishing quite uh, substantially. But uh, well, we managed to do this uh, fiscal adjustment, and since then, how sufficient. Uh, liquidity in the Treasury, in fact, more than sufficient, so that's why we started to slow down the absorption of international loan package. For example, after the last review in uh, uh, last summer, uh, uh, we potentially could unlock some loans of uh, around 1 billion uh, euros, but we only used uh, 400 uh, million, so that we do not pile up cash in the Treasury and uh, pay interest on this. This is a distribution of our international loan package. As we see, biggest contributors are uh, European Commission, IMF, and uh, Nordic uh, countries, plus there are a couple of more contributors to this um, uh, package. On uh, budget balance, uh, of course, a uh, big issue uh, which we had to do uh, during the crisis was to adjust our uh, uh, budgetary balance, and while running a large uh, headline budget deficits in 2009, 10.2%, uh, uh, last year, uh, in any case, uh, we don't have the final figure yet, according to ESA 95, but in, in the case below 8.5%, but we see that cyclically adjusted balance, in fact, already in 2009, in the worst year of crisis, was already better than in 2007. <coughs> and it uh, continues to uh, improve by some uh, 2% uh, of GDP per uh, year. And uh, this, I think it's quite, quite important to, to see this difference between nominal uh, balance where 2007 probably was uh, balanced budget or close to balanced budget with a small deficit and the cyclically adjusted uh, balance given the economic uh, growth or recession. Net, net external public debt is also declining now. It's, uh, has its uh, positive and negative side. On positive side we can say that uh, our uh, indebtedness is uh, getting smaller, but on negative side, it also reflects lack of bank financing to the economy. 
On uh, financial indicators, as I mentioned, we have issues with uh, this bank uh, financing, which has moved from very easy credit during the boom years to fall in credit amounts uh, during the recession, which is, of course, uh, uh, just adding to uh, economic uh, disbalances. If you have banks basically throwing credits after you during the growth period and then not lending during the recession, of course, it's just adding to the problems. Uh, credit default swaps, uh, basically how financial markets uh, evaluate uh, the possibility of countries uh, default. We see that, say, in 2008, uh, 2009, we were relatively lonely with our credit default swaps with at the peak of uh, uh, 1,200 uh, basis points, but now we are somewhere in, in the range with uh, other countries uh, you could expect, like uh, Lithuania, like uh, uh, Hungary, like uh, Spain, so really also the financial markets assessments of uh, Latvia's financial uh, stability has improved uh, very uh, considerably. On uh, capital outflows, uh, we also uh, had had some issues in uh, June 2009 when we had speculative attack against LATS, but uh, we managed to repel this. And since then, we didn't have any major issues with uh, capital outflows. Financial markets are relatively calm, reserves in a Bank of Latvia sufficient. And uh, what's happening in uh, interbank market, we have this uh, Rigibor, basically similar index as you use here, LIBOR. Um, uh, we see that not only we have returned to the pre-crisis levels, but in fact uh, we have uh, lowest Rigibor rates uh, since uh, being uh, recorded. We are now issuing uh, uh, state uh, treasury bonds and bills with interest rates below 2%. Uh, which, uh, on one hand, we could say that's a great success. That indicates how stable our finances are, how good market is assessing, uh, accessing us, uh, but it also indicates unwillingness of banks to credit uh, the real uh, economy. They would rather lend to each other very cheaply, they would pile cash in a Bank of Latvia on very low interest rates, they would buy uh, again uh, treasury bills on low interest rates instead of lending to the economy. And, and that's still an ongoing uh, problem. So we do not expect uh, those interest uh, rates to store, say, stay as low as they are now. On our uh, external disbalance, which was a huge uh, problem before the crisis, we see that this has been adjusted quite uh, substantially, but uh, at least in 2009, mainly uh, at the expense of reducing uh, imports instead of increasing exports. But this is uh, this basically changed during uh, 2010. Uh, here we see the figures for export and manufacturing. We see that export growth in first uh, 10 months of uh, 2010 was 29%. Manufacturing growth was uh, 13 
percent. So really, not only we came back to the economic growth, but also the structure of economy is changing, uh, and it's much more oriented towards industrial production and exports. Later, I'll have a couple of uh, uh, slides on some uh, measures we had been taking to uh, actually facilitate this. Uh, this uh, export growth, as we see, is also uh, uh, very substantially affected by uh, price levels, so export prices are also increasing, but also in uh, uh, real terms, in fact, right now our export has reached uh, and exceed, uh, also exceeded the pre-crisis uh, levels. Uh, Real effective exchange rate has adjusted uh, somewhat, but somehow our economists tend to claim this is a great success, but if you look at the figure, they are still worse than, say, in 2008. So it's probably some success, but not such a major success, and also uh, unit labor costs have uh, decreased uh, quite uh, substantially. So those are back, back to the levels of uh, 2006 now. Well, uh, we see uh, that uh, pretty much during uh, 2010, uh, both uh, industry, uh, retail, and uh, construction had shown some uh, positive uh, signs and uh, start, uh, are uh, recovering, even though we see that uh, construction level is now 50% down from uh, pre-crisis levels. So it's, uh, it was a huge fall for uh, constructions. Well, we'll not go so much through different uh, industries. And uh, uh, both uh, decrease in imports and export growth we had uh, experienced led to the, uh, again, moving from uh, more than 20% of GDP current account deficit to current account uh, surplus, which is now reducing again, indicating that uh, with economic recovery also uh, imports are starting to pick uh, up. So, what uh, what eventually was uh, our issues with uh, this uh, economic uh, uh, crisis? So, we really lost some 25% of our GDP, declined credit ratings, uh, uh, tax revenue decreased by 30% in 2009, almost 6% in 2010, and this gives an idea of the fiscal adjustment we had to do to uh, compensate for this loss in tax revenue, and then on top of this to reduce budget deficit with respect to GDP, which is also falling. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, total uh, fiscal consolidation, which we did during 2008-2011, currently stands at 16.3% of GDP. So far, none of the uh, other uh, uh, countries have uh, done anything uh, close to this, even, even not Greece and Ireland, which is now in the uh, headlines. Uh, so, some uh, uh, in publicly financed uh, institutions, uh, Funding for wages has decreased by 35%, which uh, showed both uh, reductions in the numbers of public employees and the reductions of wages. 
taxes tax increases pretty much across the board pretty much everything we had that personal income tax real estate tax excise social security contributions unfortunately but still uh, we have around two-thirds of our fiscal adjustments done through expenditure decreases and one-third through uh, tax uh, increases housing prices 70% uh, of peak Non-performing loans, now its situation is improving, so it's 19%. At the peak, it was uh, close to 30%. So, unemployment still an ongoing uh, concern. Uh, as we see, while decreasing, it still stay, stays at uh, uh, high level, 14.3%. As registered unemployment on job seekers rate, we are have second highest uh, job, job seekers rate after Spain in EU 27. Okay, this we will skip. Okay, inflation returning. Well, uh, on uh, one of the issues which was driving us to the crisis, loss of uh, competitiveness when really wages and productivity were going away from each other. We see really very rapid wage increase at the same time basically flat productivity. Now we see both tendencies are changing, wage decreases have brought it again closer to productivity growth and also there is a growth of productivity. Confidence indicators are uh, recovering. Uh, on, on this slide, probably it's interesting to look at the green line, which is uh, consumer's confidence, while pretty much all other confidence indicators are improving since mid-2009. Uh, consumer's confidence made a big dip, and that's basically was... Uh, uh, consequences of 2009 budget amendments we passed when we had some uh, fiscal adjustment at maybe 8% of uh, GDP for annual, in annual uh, terms. Of course, it didn't went down well with the public. After all the falls in uh, credit ratings, uh, now uh, all credit rating agencies have changed our future outlooks from negatives to stable. Uh, Standard and Poor's have improved our credit ratings, but still only we have investment grade rating in uh, Moody's and uh, for Fitch and Standard and Poor's we are still on the highest non-investment uh, grade. So. Uh, given this uh, picture of uh, financial and economic crisis, so we tried to work in uh, three uh, main directions on stimulating economic growth, uh, measures in a social sector given the huge social problems we faced and uh, to improve efficiency of public administration. So on economic uh, growth, uh, uh, given uh, the fact that uh, our uh, fiscal adjustment was acting as a large uh, fiscal anti-stimulus uh, package at the times when uh, in other countries it was fashionable to do stimulus packages, uh, we had to do something also from our side to stimulate growth. So uh, pretty much uh, 
only uh, resource of meaningful scale which we had for this was EU funds. So we really speeded up uh, allocation of uh, EU funds. And really, the uh, difference was uh, quite substantial in a sense, for example, in 2007 when financial perspective started, in 2008, government, while not being able to deal with uh, fiscal deficit, was squeezing amounts for uh, allocations for EU funds. Uh, and thus saying that uh, that's the way we reduce uh, budget deficit. We did exactly the opposite while reducing uh, the budget deficit. We were increasing consistently amounts available for absorption of EU funds because we feel it's important to do it exactly during the crisis as a, as a means of economic uh, stimulus. And this year we have a rec rec uh, record allocation uh, 1.2 uh, billion lots for uh, different uh, EU and other foreign financed uh, uh, projects. Uh, also, we reallocated those resources more targeted towards support of uh, entrepreneurship, towards support of uh, industrial production. We had uh, in introduced high-value added projects uh, program and uh, new uh, products uh, program with the help of which really we already have built factories in Latvia which are already producing and uh, exporting. So, so far those programs have been uh, uh, successful. We did relatively good job in uh, uh, selling our uh, emission uh, allocation units or under Kyoto Protocol or as some prefer to call them hot air. But this hot air brought us some more than 100 million uh, euros which we then uh, spent mainly for different kind of energy efficiency projects, which is also helping both in short term uh, as a stimulus uh, measure and in the medium term to reduce uh, our emissions and dependency from imported energy. Consistent uh, reduction of administrative burden, in this sense, uh, crisis uh, helped because people understood that we need to do something and uh, the resistance of the bureaucrats uh, against simplifying procedure also went down very substantially, so it was possible to do. Uh, introduced export credit guarantee scheme, which again there was a debate for decades that we should have it and somehow nobody introduced it. Um, to deal in a more coordinated way with uh, large investment projects, we established the Coordination Council for Investment uh, Projects which would then provide a coordinated approach from different uh, state, local government institutions, uh, infrastructure uh, companies, uh, coordinated approach from Latvia's side because we had lost in previous years several large investment projects because of uncoordinated action from government, local government, uh, infrastructure enterprises and uh, sometimes potential investors just went stuck somewhere in relatively unimportant uh, issues. Uh, with this year's budget package, we also introduced tax reduction for large investment projects. We used to have it till some early 2000s, uh, and we feel that if we want to attract more investment, it's uh, needed again. And uh, uh, introduced a relatively comprehensive support package for uh, micro-enterprises. 
including uh, unified tax for micro-enterprises, reduced capital requirements, reduced uh, registration and reporting requirements. Uh, so far it seems to be very popular, but uh, we will eventually see how much of this is uh, new business and how much of this is tax optimization. So there's still, 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 still some questions about this. On uh, social sector, so what we do did while having all those um, uh, fiscal adjustments, we also introduced what we call social safety network uh, to pre protect those uh, uh, mostly affected by economic crisis. Primar uh, primarily it's uh, unemployed, so we expanded the period of uh, paying unemployed benefits, increased guaranteed minimum income benefit, which is the one you receive after your unemployed benefit expires, uh, uh, increased co-financing for local governments to actually pay those uh, uh, guaranteed minimum income and housing benefits, introduced very large uh, temporary uh, uh, jobs or temporary works uh, program where uh, uh, workers receive 100 lots per month, which is probably some uh, 150 euros uh, per, per month. Uh, on this we also had a famous uh, case of the president of World Bank talking with those people on the program and then asking those 100 lots, is it per day? <laughs> uh, but unfortunately it's not per day, it's per month. Um, <laughs> but uh, what we initially thought this uh, uh, was a social program. Uh, it turned out to be social economic program because already more than 10,000 people have found permanent jobs through this temporary works uh, uh, program. Also, we improved accessibility for healthcare and uh, medicines to poor uh, people, and there were some other uh, support measures for local governments affected by school reform. Then, on uh, public uh, administration, really, we did quite a few what we called for functional audits on different uh, branches of public administration and uh, uh, received very substantial uh, reductions of uh, expenditures uh, through those uh, uh, auditing of different uh, functions, uh, delegating them, suspending, uh, <coughs> optimizing. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, it's a very controversial issue in uh, Latvia because anyone, anyone who is affected by those reductions, of course, says that that's not a, function, that's not a functional audit, that's just a linear cut, and uh, that's wrong, that's short-sighted. So, of course, if you reduce uh, budget, you can look what to do, but still, of course, it's not going down well with those uh, affected. Then on uh, wage reductions in uh, state budget funded institutions, so we see 2009 average was some um, 17% below 2008 average, and there is tendency, uh, decreasing tendency still in uh, 2010. So all in all we expect it's going to be more than 20% uh, below 2008 uh, uh, average. Uh, actual expenditures for reimbursements, uh, there was some reduction of uh, 40%, so very uh, substantial. 
reduction of employees in uh, public administration uh, down by 11% and uh, again this tendency is still uh, very uh, pronounced in uh, 2010. Uh, there you also see some uh, temporary factors, for example, October for some reasons is peaking out. We have more employees suddenly in October, uh, but that uh, turned out uh, just because of the uh, elections. So we hired many temporary election committee members to actually count uh, votes. Um, so that's basically summarizing uh, most of the things I said already. Also, a number of different institutions, so public agencies, number of public agencies were reduced more than 50%, number of uh, subordinated institutions uh, by third, uh, average staffing in uh, central apparatus of ministries average by 30%. Then uh, what, uh, what next while continuing all this, uh, uh, all this uh, fiscal adjustment, we are all now preparing uh, first comprehensive competitiveness assessment to actually evaluate weak uh, spots in our uh, competitiveness and uh, to prepare suggestions how to, uh, how to, improve, uh, how to improve it. We continue with our social uh, safety network, <coughs> uh, evaluating also our social benefit system, which is on a whole relatively untargeted, uh, where we have two contradicting uh, tendencies. On one hand, uh, uh, there is a tendency to say, okay, people pay bigger taxes, including higher social security contributions they should receive higher uh, social benefits. But of course, then it ends up uh, that uh, richer people get more benefits than uh, poor, poorer people. And so we'll do something to address uh, this uh, issue. And also on the public uh, administration, there are quite a few horizontal measures on e-government, on centralizing support functions, uh, on uh, 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 introducing uh, one-stop shop on e-services, uh, so there are still quite quite a few uh, things uh, to do. So that's uh, briefly from uh, my side. Thank you for the attention, and I'm open for questions and comments. Prime Minister, I'm not quite sure whether you've depressed us or whether you've cheered us up, actually, in that situation. You've certainly given us an awful lot to, to think about. The Prime Minister has about 25 minutes for questions, and he has a, another engagement. So uh, I'll take uh, questions, I think, in, in perhaps in, in threes uh, from around the room. So I'll take uh, this gentleman here first, and this one right over here, and a third one in the middle. Okay, please. Prime Minister, thank you very much for that presentation. My question is uh, in relation to uh, emerging economies and the emergence of uh, emerging economies, especially China, uh, India, and Brazil. Uh, what is your view on how your country could relate to those economies and develop things? Because uh, one of your neighbors 
has a presence now in some of those areas, which is Lithuania. And I'd just like to know what's your viewpoint on this matter and how it relates to you and the future of uh, your nation. Thank you very much. Hello. Well, uh, during the financial crisis, many countries actually um, reduced their taxes. Um, in fact, Britain reduced the taxes, although they didn't experience deflation. In Latvia, you did completely opposite. You increased taxes, even though Latvia was the most hit country in the European Union. How would you motivate that, and what was your intuition uh, with regard to that? And also, in my opinion, the policy didn't really provide such a great effects on Latvia. You said yourself that the tax revenue actually decreased 30% in that year. I mean, do you think it was a successful way to go forward, or it wasn't? Thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks very much, Prime Minister, for uh, coming here. Uh, my name is Agris, and uh, I would like to ask you uh, one short question uh, that um, actually Lithuanian Prime Minister Andrius Kubilis was asked uh, here in, in, in June. <coughs> and one of LSE students asked the following. Uh, he was about to graduate LSE, which is one of the best universities in the world in social sciences, and uh, what is your advice? Should he uh, be going back to Lithuania, or in this case to Latvia, and uh, uh, well, seek employment opportunities in Riga, or in Ventspils, Liepāja, wherever you, you feel it's, it's, it's better? Or uh, should he stay here in London and utilize those fantastic recruitment opportunities that LSE can offer and work for investment banks, hedge funds here, and to well, earn quite decent salaries? Uh, what is your feeling, Mr. Prime Minister, about, uh, about this, uh, this, this uh, situation? And to make your answer a bit um, easier, uh, uh, Lithuanian Prime Minister answered uh, this. He said that um, uh, just look at the, the, the front row and uh, you can find one of my advisors uh, who had worked in the city of London for an investment bank for about three years and then he became my advisor. And well, the message from Lithuania was stay here in London for about three years, don't go back home. Uh, what do you think, Valdis? <laughs> what should we do? Okay, thank you very much. You've got uh, three very different questions there. <laughs> well, uh, so on the first question on uh, Brits uh, countries and uh, our uh, engagement with uh, them. Uh, well, uh, I should separate from this question probably uh, Russia because it's our neighboring uh, country and uh, certainly out of BRICS countries we have much uh, more engagement with uh, Russia than with uh, other uh, BRICS uh, countries. Uh, so on uh, Russia I would say so far uh, developments have been uh, positive. We see it also in a wider context of uh, 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 well, what is called reset of relations between U.S. and Russia and modernization of relations between Germany and Russia and uh, uh, improvement of relations between uh, Poland and Russia and also we uh, just in December we had a visit of our 
president to Moscow. Uh, we signed a couple of important agreements, including of avoidance of double taxation, which I think was uh, long overdue and probably one of the most uh, tangible uh, uh, achievements from this visit, which uh, was uh, already for uh, many years requested by our and also Russian uh, businesses that they need this uh, agreement of avoidance of double, double uh, taxation. On others, uh, well, uh, last year I had a first visit of Brazilian minister to Latvia ever. So we are starting to uh, also uh, getting some engagement with Brazil. I know Lithuania is relatively active in uh, this direction. There will be some, uh, uh, or there was some Bollywood movie uh, shot in uh, Riga. So there are also some uh, engagement with uh, India, but in fact uh, our Minister of Economics also had a uh, successful visit to India and uh, there are some, uh, some directions we are also uh, working to step up those uh, economic relations. And uh, with China, certainly we have very active uh, uh, dialogue, very active uh, commerce, uh, and uh, uh, intend uh, to, to continue to work uh, very closely with uh, China. Myself, I was in last uh, May uh, in uh, China to discuss also this uh, economic relations, uh, uh, cultural relations, and, and, and so on and so on. And uh, again, we uh, feels that it's uh, uh, very for, for us it's very important actually to engage with uh, British uh, countries Russia stands out then I could just say uh, uh, China India and well Brazil is still work in progress for, for our uh, relations but uh, hopefully it's also uh, coming on uh, taxes uh, why, why increase taxes during the recession of course this question has been asked uh, again and again but then uh, the unfortunate situation is that if you are dealing with pro-cyclical fiscal policy during the boom years meaning that you do not balance the budget and do not move to the uh, budget with surplus you are bound to continue with pro-cyclical fiscal policy during the recession uh, because your budget deficit widens to the extent when nobody wants to, to finance it. And that's when basically IMF is uh, coming in. Uh, if financial markets are not willing to finance your budget deficit anymore, IMF is acting as a lender of last resort. And yeah, it comes with its standard conditions and of course re reducing budget deficit fa fast is uh, one of the standard uh, condition and on this uh, uh, I think we are not very original unfortunate as it is if we look at uh, so far there are five uh, countries uh, on IMF uh, programs in the EU uh, so uh, Hungary increased its VAT rate, for example, to 25%, Romania to 24%, uh, uh, Greece to 23%, uh, Ireland, I may be mistaken, but they are also increasing either to 23 or 24, uh, Greece, uh, as, as I said already, 23, and we have so far increased it to 22. 
So out of the program countries, we seem to have the lowest uh, VAT rate. Uh, but uh, uh, that was just an example to show that it's not uh, unique in a sense. And as we see also UK, which were doing uh, fiscal stimulus and uh, reducing VAT rates, now have increased VAT rates and not that anyone would argue that it's not a crisis or, or, or something. So really you see when you come down to the question on uh, financial stability versus economic growth, it's financial stability which comes first. Because without financial stability you cannot achieve economic uh, growth. Uh, and then on uh, was it success given the fact that uh, we had tax revenues uh, declining by uh, 30%? Well, uh, certainly uh, you cannot claim this figure uh, success. And if you have 18% recession and then you on top of this have deflation, uh, then uh, that's uh, more or less the uh, figures you expect to uh, arrive at. But again, to look at uh, then tax revenue, uh, VAT revenue has uh, recovered very successfully in uh, 2010. Uh, initially, we planned while preparing 2010 budget that our VAT revenue would be 13 percent below 2009. The actual impl uh, implementation is 3.4 percent up. Uh, and uh, all in all, the planned tax revenue was somewhat exceeded. So uh, uh, this, uh, well, uh, this strategy seems to be uh, working, but uh, certainly it was not a strategy of a free choice. It, uh, unfortunately, it was forced strategy that if you need to reduce your budget deficit and quickly and by large amounts, there are only two ways you can do. You can cut expenditure, which we did. As I said, two-thirds of our fiscal adjustment of 16% of GDP were from expenditure cuts, and one-third came from uh, tax increases. Then, uh, yeah, probably the most difficult question on whether, uh, <laughs> uh, whether uh, students uh, after studied uh, here should come back to Latvia or stay here. Well, I don't want to disagree with my Lithuanian colleague. I think he gave a good uh, answer. Uh, but um, uh, certainly we uh, are interested to uh, get our people uh, back to Latvia, not only LSE students. In fact, we have uh, relatively uh, large issue with emigration, with uh, many people leaving uh, the country uh, during the crisis and coming not least to UK. Uh, and this is now a large uh, issue in uh, Latvia. And we had this problem also in 2004-2005, just after joining the EU. Uh, many people used the uh, new opportunity free, free moment of labor within the EU, but then with economic growth, with uh, uh, job opportunities in Latvia, bubble as it was, uh, we uh, also saw that this uh, process stopped and even uh, reversed. People started to come back to Latvia. And uh, so uh, our feeling is that the fundamental answer to this is again through economy. If there is economic growth, if there are job opportunities, 
people would stay in Latvia and those who are uh, outside of Latvia would also come uh, uh, back. And that's uh, what we are working on to actually facilitate this economic growth and to go through this uh, crisis period. Okay, I'll take, uh, I'll take you first, please. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Maria. Um, I'm a postgrad student at LSE. Thank you so much, Prime Minister, for coming. It's a pleasure. Um, I was just wondering what would be your more longer term strategic perspective on Latvia and our place within the European Union? So, where are comparative advantages? Thank you. Okay. I'm looking for students, really. You know. I'll, I'll take this lady at the back. Yes, one with, one with the LSE on, 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 on the front. Yes, that's a. <laughs> Uh, hello, Prime Minister. Thank you very much. I'm also an undergraduate student in LSE from a neighboring country, Estonia. Uh, my question would be, the Baltic states have often been considered quite a homogenous region, um, probably due to the similar economic growth patterns. Um, however, your experiences and our experiences of the recession have been quite different uh, in terms of um, Estonia joining the OECD last year, us joining the Euro 20 days ago. Um, lending you a bit of money and having the smallest budget deficit in Europe next to Sweden, which is only 3%. What do you think are the reasons of such divergence in development pattern? Thank you. While I'm on a theme, I'll have the lady in the white top. Good afternoon, Prime Minister. Um, I'm a master's student doing the global media here, and I'm from China. So just a follow-up question to the first gentleman's one. Uh, could you be more specific? How would you like to in intensify the relationship between Latvia and China? And recently, Prime, uh, President Hu Jintao is visiting the U.S., so the claims about China's rise is all over the newspaper. So. Have you ever worried about such China's rise is threatened thing? Thank you. Oh, okay, so uh, let's start with a strategic uh, perspective. So uh, where do we expect to go? So strateg uh, strategically, of course, we uh, still believe in uh, EU, still believe in uh, Eurozone, and uh, what uh, we would prefer is, uh, so to say, more uh, deeper integration of uh, EU and uh, being part of this uh, process, especially as regards uh, development of internal market, reducing administrative barriers within the EU, as regards uh, movie, uh, creating as uh, 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 homogeneous as possible EU foreign policy so that EU is talking with one voice, not with uh, 27 or whatever number of uh, different voices and uh, from so we would expect to be part of this uh, process, part of wider and stronger uh, EU. So on our uh, current like uh, 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 directions of uh, 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 development, we expect uh, that um, uh, uh, we should strengthen those industries which are already our strongest uh, industries and not to try invent something very fancy. Should this happen, fine. Uh, 
uh, but I don't think that state-owned institutions will invent it. Uh, but to try to consistently get more value added out of our uh, traditional <coughs> industries, which is like wood and wood processing, uh, which is food, uh, which is uh, chemistries and uh, pharmacies, uh, which is metal processing, uh, really just uh, through this uh, investment, through the support programs which we are having uh, for developing new products, new technologies, to get uh, more uh, value added out of our production, out of our expert, and so to say, to climb up uh, value added uh, chain, which is basically a classical model of development, uh, the developing of uh, developing countries, or whatever we call it, we are like advanced developing country or whatever, <laughs> whatever, well, whatever it's called. So uh, difference between uh, Estonia and uh, Latvia, well, first of all, I can only congratulate Estonia on what they uh, have achieved. I think it's uh, very remarca uh, remarkable indeed. Uh, while two years ago, really, all three Baltic states were seen as most affected by economic crisis with recessions ranging for from 14% in Estonia to 18% in uh, Latvia. We also saw a very uh, different, uh, and Estonians also, by the way, were raising taxes during the crisis. <laughs> uh, um, uh, we also uh, saw that uh, having uh, dealt with uh, uh, reasonable fiscal policy during the boom years, and that's what Estonians did, I, and think that's a key difference, that during the boom years they uh, built up a budget surplus, they built up reserves, so when the recession came, uh, their budget def deficit did not extend so substantially, and while Estonians did quite a sizable amount of budget uh, cuts and uh, tax increases, this was not so much out of the needs that they necessarily had to do this. They could easily lived with, I don't know, 4% or 5% budget deficit in 2009. Nobody would notice. Uh, but, uh, of course, the intention was made to fulfill master criteria. And uh, I think that was a, the main difference, uh, that during the boom years, Estonians were following uh, good fiscal and uh, financial policies, and Latvians were not. We had those uh, pedal-to-metal attitudes that we don't need to worry about uh, budget deficit. Uh, it's eternal growth. So we need to try to expand as fast as uh, possible. And uh, uh, unfortunately, later it turned out that basic macroeconomic law rules and laws still hold, and uh, that somehow made this uh, main difference. On, on top of this, uh, of course, additional factor, which was the final point why we had to turn to IMF, was that we had a problem with our largest independent uh, commercial bank, Parex Bank, which we had to nationalize late in 2008, and that's when we needed lots of cash and quick. And that was the moment we turned to IMF, unlike, uh, say, Lithuania, which also experienced huge uh, budgetary problems, but at least they didn't have uh, this uh, banking crisis. Then on uh, Latvia's uh, relations with uh, uh, China, well, uh, there I could, could be, of course, uh, more 
specific on uh, specific projects we are uh, developing on uh, student exchanges on cultural exchanges on uh, actually sending students to study Chinese in China Chinese uh, students coming uh, over to Latvia with last year we launched first like uh, Latvian uh, Sino-Latvian uh, dictionary uh, of course, uh, commerce, uh, uh, large issue, uh, for example, uh, last time I was in China, we were also discussing uh, more possibilities for launching uh, uh, more trade uh, routes uh, through, uh, as a rail railroad routes uh, through uh, Russia uh, to, uh, to, to Latvia and to use it as a distribution center for uh, for the region, because we have uh, developed quite uh, successfully uh, transit uh, of uh, goods uh, through the route to Afghanistan, and we uh, certainly would like to extend it and make it not only military uh, route but also commercial route. So there's uh, really uh, quite a few uh, directions and uh, and and and. Uh, 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 quite a few directions we are uh, working in uh, while uh, developing relations with China. Uh, should uh, the world perceive China uh, or China's race as a threat? I would say it's uh, mainly in uh, China's hands how China will be uh, perceived. So uh, I don't think there is much uh, some uh, uh, negative or uh, per se negative feelings about uh, China, so it's really about how uh, sophisticated and how uh, accurate China will be uh, while dealing with the world uh, matters. And with uh, great powers, it's uh, always like uh, this, you need to be aware of your size and that some unfortunate uh, movements can uh, scare your uh, neighbors. We have the same issue with uh, Russia. Of course, we have very complicated uh, history with Russia. But also, uh, there is this sensitivity of uh, smaller neighbors, so we can understand this uh, uh, feeling, but this is mainly then in China's own uh, hands. If you will be a responsible global citizen, I think nobody will worry about uh, China's race. Please, I, I realize you're very pressed for time. Could I ask you to take one more question from a student? <laughs> I, I, okay, I know yeah, it's absolutely shameless, fine. but uh, I'll, I'll ask you, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, just have a, a quick question to the Prime Minister. <laughs> Prime Minister, you have talked a lot about um, people migrating from Latvia and lack of inve investment into Latvia. But for some reason, when people try to move into Latvia and invest into Latvia, they face problems. How can you comment on um, the recent decision by the Minister of Interior of Latvia not to allow Mr. Lushkov, um, ex-mayor uh, of Moscow, uh, to obtain a living permit in Latvia, even though he has invested um, the required amount of money into a subordinate capital of one of the major Russian banks? Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, uh, this um, uh, uh, Lushkov case. Uh, last year we introduced a 
program for attracting uh, foreign investments, which also uh, foresees the possibility to receive uh, 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 residence permit while uh, investing certain amounts here in economy, in uh, banks' capitals, or in uh, subordinated banks' capitals, or in uh, real estate, or in some uh, businesses. Uh, and uh, we have processed, in fact, already quite a few applications. It's not a miracle, it's not a breakthrough, as uh, those uh, saying, uh, adv advocating the slower saying that this will uh, save Latvia's economy. Probably not, but certainly some investment is uh, coming. It's also not, not a doomsday, not, uh, we don't have like tens of thousands of uh, immigrants coming to uh, Latvia through this scheme, so uh, it, it has its uh, modest effect, but it also means that while applying, uh, uh, applying for the resident uh, permit, you go through uh, safety uh, uh, checks uh, done by relevant institutions, and uh, if those uh, indicate uh, some uh, potential uh, uh, security or other problems, uh, uh, this may be uh, rejected, and that's exactly uh, what uh, happened uh, uh, with Mr. Lushko. Uh, given that it's a, a competence of corresponding uh, institutions uh, from the Ministry of Interior, I avoided to do make political comments on this. I think it has to remain in their hands to screen it and to take uh, decisions on this. Well, thank you very much. I mean, uh, first of all, can I say thank you to the audience for coming and, and apologise because I know there are many people in the audience who you, sir, had a, wanted to ask a, a question. I shamelessly favoured uh, students because I think it is students who should ask questions to the, the Prime Minister. But it is a, a reflection of, of how stimulating the talk was that so many people did want to ask uh, questions and I, I'm sorry you've not been able to. But I think we, we do have to thank the Prime Minister very much for speaking to us, uh, for answering questions. So. Fully, uh, we have a tradition of the LSE which started with Nelson Mandela. And when Nelson Mandela came here to talk, we gave him a baseball cap. And ever since then, we've given baseball caps to, uh, to prime ministers, to ministers, <laughs> and to business leaders. So, Prime Minister, thank you very much. And Coming. And can I ask the audience to uh, stay seated, please, and, until uh, the Prime Minister Well, uh, I also would like to uh, thank you uh, very much, uh, LSC, for organizing this event, for having this opportunity. It was a great pleasure to uh, talk to such a vibrant audience, and there is also a small present from myself to the school. <laughs> thank you very much. Indeed.